The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. Well, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I am Brian Wickert, the Chief Honesty Officer and owner of Acunet Mortgage, also licensed real estate broker for Acunet Realty Advisors. I'm here with my son, Chief Millennial Loan Consultant, David Wickert. Good morning, David. Good morning, Dad. You know, we have a lot of smart people that listen to this show, and so many that we don't even know yes. uh, who listen. But uh, one such person is uh, my former coworker from MGIC, Tom McElway. Uh, he was vice president of training way back in the 80s and early 90s when I, no, eight, I forget when I left. Anyway, a long time ago. Yeah. He and his wife just sold their home and their son, Mike McElwee, who's a real estate agent, were in the office selling the property and the because the buyers had chosen Acunet Mortgage oh. to finance the home. Yeah. Sellers happened to be Tom and his wife, uh, Camellia. And anyway, uh, Tom says, I listen to your show every week. And that son of yours, David Wickert, does a great job. You guys Stop. are. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, the former chief financial officer of MGIC, Mike Lauer, listens regularly. He thinks you do. My, uh, Dave Greco, he's VP of Are Risk you about Management. to ask me to do something? You're thinking. Yeah, that's right. Could you carry out the trash, David? That's fine. Okay. Anyway, so good job. Thank and you. thanks to all of you uh, folks for listening to the show. All right. So the headline from this last week. Uh, Freddie Mac weekly survey mortgage rates remain near historical lows and then they go on to say the sound and fury of the financial markets continue to warn of an impending recession however the silver lining is mortgage demand reached a three-year high this week well we'll agree to that mm -hmm. the decline in mortgage rates over the last month is causing a spike in refinancing activity yeah no kidding as homeowners currently have are you ready to trillion dollars worth of mortgage loans that are quote in the money meaning they could benefit from refinancing yes um on top of that purchase demand is up okay great so the freddie mac survey says says survey says uh, what show is that from uh the one thing richard dawson was yeah the, i'll uh, think of it okay family feud there you go okay the survey says 3.6% on a 30-year fixed rate. That's if you're willing to pay an extra half a point in lender fees. So on a $200,000 loan, that would be another $1,000 on top of whatever the Regular hard costs, costs are, yeah. appraisal, title, closing. So let's just do a little uh, comparison in aisle acunate. I went online this morning to Chase, I think also known as J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the largest banks in the world. And on a $200,000 refinance with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, meaning you're escrowing for taxes, you don't have a second mortgage or home equity line of credit, you're not taking any cash out, you got a 740 credit score, they are offering a 3.875% rate with no points, but $2,346 of total fees. That's higher. That is higher than the survey. Acunet could offer that same rate of 3.875 with fees that are... $1,568 less than Chase. Proving my claim that I say routinely on radio ads, we'll save you between one and $3,000 for exactly the same rate. Now, yeah. if you were talking to me, however, I would probably encourage you to take the quarter point lower rate of 3.625 
and uh, we'd still beat their costs by a thousand forty. So why not get the lower rate? You know, that's a double win. That's a double win. Okay, over at my former employer M and I Bank, who sold out to BMO Harris, the Canadians. On a $200,000 30-year fixed-rate loan with 20% equity, I had to change this because that's all I could find on their website. They're advertising 3.75 on a DuPage County, Illinois property, single-family detached. They only want $1,250 in points plus $995 in underwriting fees for a total of $2,245 that's going to go right into their pocket. So that doesn't include the appraisal and the title and the closing. We could give you a quarter point lower rate, in other words, 3.625 and $800 uh, in total fees. So that's $1,445 savings with the quarter point lower rate. What's the APR? On my deal, uh, Uh, (laughs) 3.69. Thank you. You're welcome. And lastly, uh, buddies at Quicken Loans, Mm. you know, the nation's largest lender, the one whose name rhymes with Schmicken, but I just said it, Quicken Loans, and I think I can do that. That's a trademark owned actually by Intuit. Yes, under perpetual license. That's right. As you pointed out, you said this before I told you, they are advertising, are you ready? Four and a quarter. Well, when we update rates on the website, Tanner at our office who does that looked at me and was just like, is their website wrong? Because their rate is a half percent higher than what we have and... Yeah, and, and so they only want one and an eighth points and for some crazy reason... They are quoting on a $247,000 loan balance with, are you ready for this, 7.49% of equity. Hmm. Like, really? Hmm. So somebody must have busted their chops and said, you have to you know, do it this way. Hmm. Anyway, the APR is 4.86 because they're paying PMI. So their total fees uh, just going to them would be $3,774 for that unbelievably high rate of four and a quarter. Our fees would only be $3,100 less, and we'd be giving you a 3.625 rate instead of four and a quarter. What's the APR? 4.03. So there you go. That's lower. And yet, and yet David, they are doing billions and billions of dollars yes. worth of loans, and we are only doing tens of millions, which just goes to show you what unbelievably awesome marketers and technologists they are. Of course. You know, their thing is just click on the yeah. rocket. Don't or give them free advertising. Come on. All right. Well, don't let your friends go to the nation's largest homeowner, the one whose name lines with Schmicken, because they'll be paying through the nose. All right. When you, we come back, I want to tell you about the Wall Street Journal article that says maybe these low rates are going to go evaporate quickly. Yes. We'll cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, let's not forget about David Wickert, who's here with me. And uh, if you've got a question or a comment, you can text us or call us on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. Hey, we were just talking during the break. Your mom and I went on Friday night down to the... Uh, Irish Fest, which has one more day today, and yeah. we saw two excellent Celtic rock bands, and the one I liked the most was the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Yeah. And this is a band where they're all wearing kilts and uh, and black shirts with a cool, you know, what do they call those emblems on them that are like a crest. Yeah. A crest. But they're actually from Scotland. And so it's three bagpipes, 
Then they got a horn section, uh, trombone, trumpet, and sax. Then they got your typical rhythm section, right? Electric guitar, bass, and drums and keyboards. I think one of those guys has a PhD in bagpipes. Like, I'm not kidding. Out. Yeah. And then they have a female lead singer who's awesome. And they then have the eight-time world champion uh, Scottish snare drum champion. So he comes out there. And they do, like, pop songs. You know, they do covers of other bands. It's really cool. Anyway, you can catch them today at uh, Irish Fest. So uh, let's talk about how low rates are. They are fabulously low, and I think it is human rate nature to assume that, well, if rates are low today, they're probably going to be low tomorrow. And, in fact, maybe they'll even be lower because I just read that, you know, the Federal Reserve is probably going to cut rates two more times. Didn't you just get an email? One of our people got yes. an email from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, well, the people think that rates will go lower when, in fact, it's already baked into the cake. That's right. So these folks locked in a rate of 2.99 on a 15-year fixed, and now they're calling up our loan consultants. Saying, you know what? Maybe we don't want to do it now because we just read that the Fed is going to cut rates two more times. So, you know, they're doing the math in their head and going, well, 2.99 minus a half. I bet we'll be able to get 2.5. Eh, thank you for playing. That's not how this works. Yeah. First of all, rates are low right now, not because of the Federal Reserve rate cut. That is just a coincidence. The reason why rates are low is because investors around the world are fearing a global recession. And due to mainly the trade war between America and China. And uh, so that's why rates are low. If the Fed cuts rates six more times before the end of the year, that's not going to have a direct correlation to mortgage rates. Um, it's going to be about what the expectations are for the economy. So that leads us to this Saturday's edition of the Wall Street Journal, an article by Avantika Chikoti and Anna Isaac that had the headline, Quote, some investors are betting the flight to bonds is overdone. And then it goes on in the first couple lines to say the 2019 bond rally reached epic proportions this summer. A hearty pack of skeptical investors is betting it is way overdone. Then another line from the article states, quote, other investors are now paring back their bets on a further drop in interest rates in the U.S., they reason that many of the risks weighing on the global economy, including trade tensions and uncertainty over Brexit, could unwind rapidly, yes. sending rates higher. In other words, right now, the world's money managers have all clutched their collective chests and are have sold stocks. Now, they came back a little bit at the end of the week. Yeah. But they've poured bazillions of dollars, like literally hundreds of millions of dollars into interest-bearing assets called government bonds, including U.S. bonds that finished the week yielding, what, 1.5? 1. 1.56 on the 10-year. And it was not too many weeks ago that that was at 2. All right. Or a year ago when it was at 3. Yeah, like, no, not even a year ago. Uh, last December, January, yeah. <clears throat> the government had to pay 3. If when, when the German government goes to borrow money right now, they are... It's a negative yield, which is which challenges. Yeah, they only the have line. to pay like a quarter of a percent, and then that gets overbid such that they're only trying to sell that to you for a hundred cents on the dollar. But someone will pay you one hundred and four cents on the dollar, so they pocket all of that. That's right, driving down the yield to be effectively negative. Negative point six, I believe, on a ten-year Bundesbank. So what does all this mean? It means, folks, take the bird in the hand because tomorrow is not necessarily going to be like today. 
it could be different. It could be worse. So let's lock in the savings that are available right now. And I'm going to tell you uh, when we come back about a Chicago couple who emailed me just this weekend and said, you know, we're probably too busy to talk with you until September. So I'm going to share with you what I sent back to them, hoping to get them to uh, talk with me tomorrow. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Remember, if you've got a comment or question, you can uh, talk on the radio live or text us at 414-799-1620. You know, other smart people listen to us are people like Jim Wozniak from RBC Wealth Management, one of our clients and a frequent introducer of people who need help. Yeah financing homes so we, we got a lot of nice people Friends. listen to our show thank you very much for tuning in all right so i got this email from a couple uh, whom we helped purchase a condo three years ago just wanted to drop you a line with interest rates falling lately we're wondering if now is a good time to think about a refi on our mortgage so thank you to all the publications out there who keep writing articles that rates have dropped because it has folks calling us that's right possibly save some cash move to a shorter time window wanted to get your thoughts and discuss the options we're booked up until September for a phone call. But if you have ideas to share or email in the meantime, that would be great. To which I think to myself, what? are you a pediatric brain surgeon? Are, are you like the rocket scientist that's working? Maybe they're in the military and they're off yeah, the grid. on the CIA or something. So my email that I sent back to him was, you know, dear blah, blah, great to hear from you. I realize your email from your email it could be difficult to connect my phone over the next <laughs> month, before next month. But, and then I put in like a little extra larger, bold, and highlighted in yellow, it may be worth 15 minutes of your time to save up to $18,524 of interest. Yes. You know. That is a phone call worth making. Right. Attorneys wish they could make that on a 15-minute phone call. And, and then I kind of run through some assumptions, and and at the end, you know, I, I wrap it up. This 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 is way better than that insurance company that offers to save you fifteen percent on car insurance for fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're talking about over one thousand dollars of interest savings per minute of phone conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. All right. Now, what is extra shocking though is that we're only I'm only looking at lowering their rate by a quarter percent. Hmm. And David, what's the age-old bromide for refinancing. You must lower your rate by, by at least 1%. At least 1%. At least. Well, you can throw that right out the window. And the reason for that old bromide was because people's mortgages were lower, balances way back It takes years a lot ago. to move the needle on an $80,000 mortgage. That's right. Yeah. And people used to charge points routinely to borrowers to refinance, mm -hmm. which we don't have to do anymore. So anyway... Uh, Rates happen to be really good in the summer of 18, uh, 16, summer of 16 because of Brexit. And so they already have a 3.875 rate, 27 years to go. But I did the math and I said, you know, if we give you a 25-year loan at 3.625, it will cost you, if we need an appraisal, $878. Yeah. But comparing that to doing nothing, you will save 
$18,524. That's net of your upfront expense. Yeah. So you're really going to save 19400 but then subtract the eight seventy five upfront. Yep. And you will actually save $18,524 over the remaining oh, and life. Lo- yeah, and lop off two years on their loan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all inclusive. Slick. That, that, that's an all inclusive. Or I gave them the option, oh, if you just want us to give you a 27-year loan like you have now, mm-hmm. well, that'll save you um, $3,800 in... Um, Interest? No, no, I'm sorry. In cash flow, well, wait a minute, I don't want to go there, $5,100 of interest and $770 less in payments per year. So it's kind of, take your pick. Which is after-tax money, which I always point out to people. That's, that's extra effective. That's like, yeah, that's like $100 a month yeah. in pre-tax. Like, give yourself a raise. So lots of options there. So even though, you know, we're not moving the payment very much, we're talking about a substantial, I think 18000 $500 is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that is? Yes. You know, and, and by the way, that's mostly front-loaded at the beginning of the loan when you're paying more interest you know, on payment one than you are on payment 240 or payment number 300. Mm-hmm. So even if somebody, well, I'm not going to be in the house that long. Okay. Most of that interest savings comes at the beginning of the loan. Yeah. So this is a no-brainer. I will report back, oh, I may not be on the show next week. I will report back on your behalf. Okay. Maybe I'll call in. I'm going to be taking my scuba diving open water test next weekend. This is why you, you were giving me compliments at the top of the show, because I'm going and to do I, it by myself next week. I didn't even realize that. So many reasons uh, to refinance. I, I have another one of those to share after we're done with the news. And also, I think a couple of interesting stories. Uh, one on a father yeah. who is helping his uh, son and daughter-in-law purchase their new home for cash. So kind of acting as a bridge loan. The bank of dad. The bank of dad. Um, So we got that to cover, plus another refi story right after the news. And you've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, welcome back. And uh, we've got this story to start out this segment about a customer of ours who's, the the dad is going to help out his uh, son and daughter-in-law with the purchase of a new home. So they own a home already in West Dallas, a very modest home, and they want to buy a nicer home in Waukesha County. And so what they did which is fine, is the dad wrote a cash offer because mm-hmm. the dad's got the money to do it. Okay. And let's let's say the purchase price is $350,000 <clears> and said, hey, we're going to close by the end of August. Well, good thing because we couldn't have financed them anyway Whoa. in that short amount of time given yeah. how much volume's going along. And, and, and other, this was kind of necessary to do something like this because the couple could not afford to carry both loans at the same time. From the conservative view of mortgage lenders, we have to pretend like you have to pay both payments in perpetuity. In perpetuity, okay. And so the the idea of the dad initially was he was going to buy it for cash, put the kids on title, so it would be dad and son and daughter-in-law all on title together. Mm -hmm. And then after their old home sells, they take the proceeds from that along with some other money and they would do a refinance on this property that on would the new be house. free and clear. So under the 
proposal they cooked up in his head is the new house would have no mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Then they would come and do a refinance and buy out dad, right? Mm-hmm. So some problem, and, that, and that'll work, but the drawbacks to that plan are A, what? You got one? Transfer tax. Right, so he'll have to. They'll have to pay transfer tax again to remove dad. That's right, because it's like, hey, we're selling you the equity interest, or your dad is selling the, and does he own a half or a third? Mm-hmm. And so, let's say he owns half, if because if they did nothing, it would assume half, I think. Yep. And so that's one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars times point three is about five hundred twenty-one dollars of transfer tax. Yep. And then the loan that we would be providing to the son and daughter-in-law would be considered a cash-out refinance. Which is worse pricing. Which is worse pricing than a rate and term. So I suggested to the dad, and I reserve the right to think through this some more, but I think the better option is for just the kids to take title to the property, Mm -hmm. leave dad out of it. As As an owner. As an owner. Yeah. But then have dad provide a recorded mortgage... Uh, which we can, you know, help Make a facilitate. Yeah. Uh, so there'd be a note. Hey, I promise to pay back the money and a recorded mortgage that gets recorded in Waukesha County to the bank of dad. Exactly. To the bank of dad. Yeah. And then when we go to refinance the kids, a, it's not a cash out refinance, right? We're just paying off the loan that they owe to dad, the loan to dad and B there's no transfer tax. Slick. So I think we're going to save them, you know, get them a better deal on the refinance and... Save them a couple bucks. Avoid, you know, a half a thousand on... Well, uh, and for regular people going about their lives, why would you think to yourself, oh, no, I can be the bank on the house? No, no, I'll be the owner. And, you know, yeah, right. People have ideas, and they're not... some, Some ideas are horrible. This would not fall into that category. It comes from a genuine desire to help. That's right. Yes. And so this was a perfectly workable idea. It's just not the best idea in this case. Yeah. Other people have bad ideas. Bank of debt. But this is, this is an idea that was good. We're just going to try to make it even better. Um, and so we'll have well that. because then in addition to that is the dad providing a gift of equity essentially to Correct. the. When yes. they go and refinance it, okay. Yeah, but but well, but now Which we avoid that fine. whole we avoid that whole thing. Oh, because because it's just a refinance of a. We don't have to care about how the home was purchased. We right, just, we're just paying off the loan to dad. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I was going to say one other thing about that. Uh, oh, and luckily though, they they wrote the offer under the dad's name or his successors and or assigns. So in other words. He has the right in the contract to transfer who the buyers are ah. without getting the seller's consent. Because they've already consented because they signed the contract. It's successors enter. So that's 10,000 points to the smart dad yeah. for having the foresight to do that. Okay. Successors and so enter. now all I think he has to do, he'll check with his broker or his attorney, is give the seller a notice, which is a one-way communication that says, hey, the owner is now going to be, or the buyer is now going. The buyer to be. is now going to be my son and daughter-in-law. Cool. Well, and the seller, so long as the what money shows up at closing, what do they care? Oh, and one other thing, the septic system failed. Oh, so just think that would be a big problem For, if he was getting conventional financing because yeah. we'd make him fix it before closing. This way, <laughs> you'd also just want to fix it in general. In general. And the people are living there, so apparently it didn't fail so badly like you can still flush the toilet, but ah, it didn't meet whatever the, test, the but not the flush. absorption rate or whatever you got to do on hmm. the subject. So anyway, this whole private financing thing, 
gets around that issue as well. Yeah. So this is going to work out brilliantly. Sweet. So what do you think? All right, when we come back from this break, I'll tell you my uh, refi story for the fellow who bought a condo in West Bend and just a year ago, but how we still came up with a, at 4.625, and it came up with a, a solution that's going to save him a lot of money. Uh, we'll tell you that story when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, next up is a story of a single fella, a son of a multi-time past customer of ours, who ended up not getting his financing when he purchased his condo uh, through AccuNet a year ago because some bank had some fancy grant program that got him some free money. <laughs> so God bless him. That's fine. But now, you know, uh, and he bought the, the condo for $128,000 last summer, put down 10%. Hmm. And so now, but his rate's like 4625 right, which makes sense. That's kind of where rates were. <clears throat> and he's paying PMI on it. So his mom calls and said, hey, do you think there's an opportunity here? I break open our proprietary pricing loan number crunching software that we affectionately call The Wiz, uh, built lovingly out of Excel. In 1999. Yeah, and refined every five minutes since then. Yes. Anyway, and so I figure out, hey, here's some options. Uh, so I float him a couple of three uh, three options because we can assume, well, what if the house went up a little bit? So and I he thinks he's... 32.5. Oh, that's not... I would have thought five there would grand. have been more Could home be. appreciation. It, well, maybe know, 5 right. 6%. 6% in a year would be 7200 But now here's the kicker. The guy's got great credit, and so it's a condo. So And his mom was hoping he'd have at least 20% equity, right? That's a natural hope. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay that evil PMI anymore. Yeah. But what did I have to explain to her, David? That the pricing is better on having 19% equity than 20% equity. That is correct. Because so, the most naked mortgage that is made is one at 80% of the value because there's no insurance. There's no mortgage insurance protecting Fannie Mae. Yeah. So to say that just another way, because this uh, person makes less than $68,250 a year, they um, qualify for a special type of Fannie Mae 30-year fixed rate loan called Home Ready. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing about Home Ready is that if you have a credit score over 680 and you have less than 20% equity, Fannie Mae excuses all of the normal negative pricing adjustments that come along with having a condo. Because so condos are riskier. They, Fannie Mae thinks that condos are riskier. And so compared to a single-family home with 20% equity, the condo borrower gets whacked with... Uh, 0.75 of points. In other words, on a $200,000 loan, there's a $1,500 penalty For a that somebody has to pay yeah. to Fannie Mae when that loan is delivered. Well, by having less than 20% equity and qualifying for home ready, that penalty goes away. Okay? Because it's an income-based program. So I... You know, I wisely, I'm going to say, put the loan through Fannie Mae's underwriting system where the borrower, I'm showing him having 16% equity, and I'm going to redo it on Monday. Yeah. Because 16% equity, this guy's monthly PMI is only going to be $17.50 a month. That's fine. All right, so the bottom line is not only 
is this guy going to save $74.59 a month? And I showed him an option at 3.99, so lowering his rate from 4625 down to 399. Guess how much his loan costs are? Zero. Zero. He's getting a $1,000 raise. That's right. With so no employee review. And the reason why that's the best option for him is his mom was telling me, and then I did talk to him for a few minutes, he's not going to own this place for a long time. I did show him three and a half. You know, I could have done three and a half yeah. on this deal with, uh, let me bring that but, up. Yeah, but why investigate a lower rate? He, he would never see the He's break either. Hey, at three and a half, he could get, the total loan cost would only be 1300 At 3875 it would be 484 But the computer did the math and said, for the next five years, you are better off with 399 with the no cost. Yeah. So we'll be proceeding on that uh, basis. And the other little silver lining is his PMI will drop off sooner. Because the monthly PMI automatically drops off a loan on a primary residence when you achieve 22% equity in the home. And so by readjusting all this stuff, his PMI is going to drop off a lot sooner than if he stuck with what he has. All right. Did you decide? Oh, we're going to talk about? Accessory dwelling units. Yes. ADUs. Right, right. That's kind of interesting. We're going to cover that and any questions you might have uh, when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Before we talk about accessory dwelling units, otherwise known as ADUs, a little news from FHA. Uh, Was it this last last week or? Two weeks ago, I think. Two weeks ago. Uh, we used to be able to do cash-out refinances for folks and lend them up to 85% of the value of their property. Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we've kind of been talking about how the Trump administration wants to shrink the federal government's footprint yep. in the mortgage space. And so, here's another example, folks. Now, starting September 1, is it with applications on September yes. 1, I bet? Yes, yes. FHA case numbers issued on or after September 1, which is coming right up. We can only lend up to 80%. So they're clipping down the you know risk profile uh, for their cash-out refinances. Yeah. That comes on the heels of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Remember, we just talked about in the previous segment, the Home Ready special super cool program for people that make less than a certain dollar amount per census tract. Yep. That we used to have an income level of around seventy-seven thousand dollars for that program. That is now clipped down to sixty-five yeah. to sixty-eight thousand dollars. What is it now? Sixty-five thousand eight forty among most spots in Milwaukee, in southeastern county. So there's just another example of oh, you count on the mortgage world and everything else being the same tomorrow as it is today. Not so much. There's two huge examples. Also, we've talked about earlier on the show. Effective September one. Uh, WIDA, another fabulous loan program uh, for first-time homebuyers and others, is getting its income uh, limits clipped same down to the same level, yeah. 65840 Used to be 99000 Yeah. So that's a major reduction, all, again, because the administration is pressuring Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and FHA now to reduce their scope. Reduce their scope. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about accessory dwelling units. We got a crash course in this topic this week because one of our former employees moved down to Florida, hasn't worked for us for a long time, and she and her husband 
want to buy a single-family home in Florida, we are licensed in not just Wisconsin, but also all of Illinois, Minnesota, and Florida. And so she and her husband are looking in the area of Palm Beach. So this is uh, something worth beach. Fort? Fort Worth Beach. No, Lake. Something. Lake Worth Beach. That's what it is. <laughs> Lake Worth <Okay>. Beach. <clears throat> and they come across this home, a ranch, where the garage has been converted to a one-room apartment. Hmm. So imagine this. What the current seller had done is they, you know how you can usually walk from the inside of your home into the garage uh -huh. through a door. They drywalled that all over. Hmm. Then you know how you can usually open up the garage door and take your car in and out? Yeah. Well, they disabled that and put up a drywall insulated wall all across the garage door. And then they took the service door on the side of the house, and that's how you get into this little apartment. Hmm. which The has garage apartment. A garage apartment, which has a kitchenette yeah. and a shower and a toilet. Huh. So this is the classic definition of an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit. Yeah. And apparently this is all the rage in Florida. Cause, and, and this particular couple was excited about it because they're like, well, we can get rental income from this. Hmm. So David and I crack open the rule book on, will Fannie Mae allow an accessory dwelling unit? Yeah, because it's odd. Yeah, we don't run into this every day. And so the answer is, yes, they will. If the property zoning, so this is now down to a municipal level, does the local zoning allow for accessory dwelling units? So we said one of our coworkers uh, happens to be a licensed attorney. Uh, did the research, looked up the municipal code for Lake Worth Beach, and sure enough, they allow accessory dwelling units. Mm -hmm. Then the next test is, though, they can only have one accessory dwelling unit. Oh, well, we learned in conversation with our former coworker who wants to buy this house that not only did they seal off the garage, mm -hmm. but they also took the master bathroom and put drywall up over that entrance from the main house to the master bedroom, I should say, yeah. which has its own bathroom. And and its own entrance to the outside. And so they were renting that, too. So they had two. Two. They had two accessory dwelling units not allowed per zoning hmm. and therefore not really practical for Fannie Mae because if you have a single-family home that has accessory dwelling units, you have to find, well, you can only have one under well, Fannie Mae rules. Yeah, well. and you have to find a recent comparable sale that also has a... Accessory dwelling unit, which so, we did the research on that, and we didn't think it would be a problem to find a comparable sale that had an accessory dwelling Because, th like you said, in this neighborhood that's becoming common. It's becoming common. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing it. But to have two was an oddball situation. Mm -hmm. So having invested quite a few minutes, if not hours, figuring this all out, uh, the buyer's agent went to the listing agent and the seller said, you know, you kind of got a major problem here. You cannot have two accessory dwelling units because it doesn't meet zoning. And if it's the not person available. buying your house wants to finance it. Correct. Well, with exactly. regular mortgages. Right. And so they said, nah, we'll the take our chances. Said, mm. Now, they've been on the market already for like 60 days. So I oh. have a sneaking suspicion because all they would have to do is take down the drywall wall between the master bedroom and the hallway that connects it to the main house. And now they would have a single-family home with only one accessory dwelling unit. I bet you a dollar, David, that they will be back to our buyers after they sit on the market for another couple of three, four weeks. The other possibility is somebody shows up and pays cash. Yeah. Because we were talking like, what, 220, 250? Yeah. Yes. 250.
All right, so that's all the time we have for today's Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. If you want to listen to David do the show by himself. I might have a friend with me. You might have, yeah, maybe Tim or Jerry yeah. uh, do the show with you. Tune in next week. We'll be back at the same time. And if you've got, uh, if you want to find out how much money you can save with a refi or still get pre-approved with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval, all you got to do is click on the blue button at accunet.com. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.